From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. This is your holly jolly co-host, Ryan Trimble, joined today by the man who calls himself a Grinch, but I think joined he's kind by the of Grinch. A big I knew you were gonna. I knew because that's exactly right. You are joined <laughs> by the Grinch. Unfortunately, not quite. My heart is two sizes too small. But during this holiday season, <laughs> we are referencing actually my picture with the Grinch on social media. If anybody has a chance to uh, go to Sean, at Sean P Williams on Twitter, I posted a picture with me and a person with green fur and said one of these is the Grinch. And I. I summarily towel snap Sean for his uh, teetering on dad joke level uh, posting on Twitter. It was kind of weird though. It was Friday night, and you know it was really rainy and uh-huh. cold on Friday night, and I was walking through Bishop Arts District, and the Grinch was walking through Bishop Arts and like tiptoeing through, had a bag of toys or whatever it might be. And so there were people taking pictures, slightly creepy, but I I couldn't help but get a selfie with the Grinch. The Grinch is supposed to be creepy. I mean, I know, but it's, I mean. Well, he was stealing Cindy Lou Who's toys, man. I mean, come on. I mean, it was it was night, it was cold, it was rainy, it just <laughs> seemed, but there was a kid who was, like, poking the Grinch with a little baby umbrella, so I think that that, <laughs> that kept us safe. Well, good. I'm glad he was there for you, Sean. But speaking of Christmas uh, and Christmas cheer and holiday spirit, um, we're I'm excited about our episode today, Sean. We uh, recently had the opportunity to get involved, give back, and bring some holiday spirits to some folks in need in our community. And uh, we wanted to bring you a special guest today to to tell you more about it. What's really interesting is before you and I started doing the show, even before we really knew what we did in our off time, <laughs> spare time, it was cool to find out that we both had worked from a service capacity with Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was really introduced to doing the day of, of caring through the Dallas Police Department, which, which we'll have an opportunity to talk more with Kim about. But I've also had an opportunity just personally, me and my family, to go sign up and, and deliver meals here in Dallas. And it is an experience that my kids will never forget. It's an experience I'll never forget. My mother had an opportunity to go out with us. And it's something I look forward to continuing to do. And I know it's something that you and your family have had a chance to do as well. Yeah, that's right, Sean. We've had the opportunity to go out uh, thanks to Mrs. Trimble and her uh, her caring heart. She signed us up and, and gets us out. And so we've done the, the MLK Day deliveries two or three times maybe. And then most recently we did the Thanksgiving Day delivery, and it, it was great. We went around Bachman Lake, and we talked with – we're going to talk with Kim about this, but went around Bachman Lake, and really, you know, you get to see – what's really going on in Dallas and one of the big issues facing our city, probably a lot of cities, but certainly our city is hunger. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's really neat to, at least for one day, be a smiling face and deliver some good news, some cheer and some, you know, sustenance and nutrition for folks that are really in need and can't can't get out. You know, usually we have an opportunity to review. I mean, we've gotten a little sports intensive recently in our <laughs> openings. We've had a lot of football going on, but I think we were both so excited about this interview and how well it went that we really want to get jump right into it. So um, I'm going to take it to break now so we can get a chance to talk to Kim. So this is Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We will be right back with Kim Peters from Visiting Nurses Association and Meals on Wheels right after this. 
basketball season is in full swing in Dallas, and that means it's time for some moody magic. That's right, friends. SMU basketball is back in action and looking to win another American Athletic Conference title. And now you can be part of the action by purchasing tickets today. Here's what you do. Call my friends over at the ticket office at 214-SMU-GAME or go to online to smumustangs.com. Season tickets and single game tickets are available. Again, that's smumustangs.com or 214-SMU-GAME. Go online today, get your tickets, give them a call, and pony up. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Today we are at Visiting Nurses Association, a place that Ryan and I got to know a lot last week, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But we are with Kim Peters, Manager of Corporate and Group Relations, who's going to tell us a little bit about what VNA does and who they are. Kim, welcome to Deconstructing Dallas. Thank you for having me. I feel honored, Sean. Well, we are honored. The pleasure is all ours. Uh, so... A lot of people know about your work, mm-hmm. but some people don't just don't know you by this particular name. So VNA Visiting Nurses Association, can you tell our listeners uh, a little bit about the organization? Sure. So the Visiting Nurses Association, Mills on Wheels of Dallas County, we are the largest delivery program in the nation. The Visiting Nurses, 80 years ago almost, in essence, started our Meals on Wheels program, which has now grown into delivering over 4,300 meals a year. So there is a bit of confusion when we have corporate partners or volunteers initially sign up. Everybody wonders, what is the VNA? The VNA is definitely a part of a historic opportunity for volunteers to get together, led by visiting nurses. And, and you said you're the largest food deliverer in Dallas County. Tell us a little bit more about the stats. How many how many uh, meals do you deliver a day, a week, a month, a year? It's massive. We are the largest single-site delivery program in the nation, and that means from beginning to end, we are the largest. We start cooking here in our kitchen, which is the largest kitchen in the nation, at 4.30 in the morning, preparing meals fresh. We have chefs that come in. We have sous chefs that come in to start preparing. It's a massive team effort to ensure that these 4,300 meals are delivered every day, Monday through Friday. Hot, right off the the runway, which is not necessarily the runway, but you know the machines and, sure. and how we package and prepare these meals. Every morning starts about 4.30 in the morning. And, you know, for people who come, who volunteer, and we'll talk again about what we had an opportunity to do, but, you know, what do people get? What do people see when they come here, even for the first time, uh, as far as this is a volunteer opportunity? I tell all of my friends, especially corporate partners, that seven years ago, Meals on Wheels gifted me with surprise and delight. And I think that's the initial response. Oftentimes, people will think, Meals on Wheels is woe is me. I am going to have to face a certain reality that I may not want to deal with on a day-to-day basis. But more often than not, we have volunteers that come in, just as we've discussed as a follow-up. I was just so excited and so surprised at the end of the day to be able to share with my loved ones that this experience was unlike anything that I had imagined, that you've met 
friends on some occasions, you've met smiling faces, or if nothing else, you truly understand the need and how you felt a part of a huge society of volunteers that come together to support this segment of our society that continues to grow. Kim, tell us about your clientele more specifically. Sure. Who, who are the folks that, that use this service, that uh, get their meals delivered on a daily basis? Uh, what's the threshold or some mm-hmm. of the guidelines for uh, becoming a client? So the average Meals on Wheels client, I'll talk about that first, and then we'll talk about how Meals on Wheels clients can become, sure. excuse me, those that are interested in receiving meals can get on our client list. So the average client is a female She's over the age of 65, 68. She lives alone and she lives in the Southern sector. And that's a really big um, point of mention in that the Southern sector is a high priority need in terms of volunteer coverage. And I think from experience, we've known and we've continued to believe that if we become a part of this community, we'll really be able to hone in on what the issues are. And Mm -hmm. we found it's just knowledge base, truly getting into the community and talking with people and having them to understand that your neighbors are on the Meals on Wheels program. Would you like to be a part of this volunteer effort to ensure that they're getting meals every day? And Every year we've continued to grow volunteer coverage in certain areas especially within the southern sector, especially during times like our big MLK delivery, Mm -hmm. for example, which we've used as a platform. It's amazing. Um, On that day, we deliver well over 350 routes. That's all of the routes that we cover on a day-to-day basis. Volunteers will come and deliver on that day. Clients can become can get on the Meals on Wheels um, client list, really it's just a call. And you'll talk with an intake specialist Mm -hmm. and they'll ask you three questions. Do you live alone? Do you have access to food? And there are some income indicators that are discussed, but it's really short, it's quick. And I don't work on the intake team, but I know from discussion, this is something that is kind of purposeful and that we know that the client and the age group that we're working with, we're, we're really not trying to get too much into the details but really wanting to get the pertinent information really fast and really quick so that we can Mm -hmm. see how we can either get you on the waiting list or make sure that you get meals within a timely period. Mm -hmm. So Kim, when I met you, it was part of work I was doing at Dallas Police Department and we participated in the corporate days of caring Mm -hmm. and we had, you know, police cars all out in the parking lot and it was just (laughs) an amazing experience for us. And I know uh, you specifically work with groups and Mm -hmm. corporations. So can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do and kind of how you are able to, to get folks involved? Sure. When I was hired, Five years ago in this role, it was my job, I guess you can say, to matchmake volunteer opportunities for corporate partners to help us fill the gaps. On every day, our goal is to ensure that 50% of the routes are covered. I'm able to talk with corporate groups about the big vision, the big picture, and how much of a need and how we can together fill this gap with creating team building opportunities for groups to come in and to deliver together. Over the years, I've had the great fortune of expanding this program and knowing that there are so many needs for the seniors in terms of special projects and programs like lawn care. In the spring, this is a huge need for seniors to have volunteers come and assist in areas that they're no longer able to because of um, 
disabilities or because of mobility mm-hmm. and all those things. We visit widows on Saturdays. We have an amazing pet care program where we provide food for pets and that we found that many of our clients were sharing their food with their, wow. their baby loved ones. So now it's definitely transitioned into a position where not only am I filling the gaps, and allowing corporate groups, corporate and individual groups to come together for team building activities to deliver, but also really have an opportunity to deliver on the weekends or to participate in special projects and programs, I guess I can say, outside of just the delivery. It's so interesting. I mean, all, all these folks, there's a lot of groups around town, uh, you know, some, some of our clients, Walmart, a lot of different different folks that are trying to solve the issue of food deserts and access to food. And it seems to me like you all are currently standing in the gap and, and filling mm-hmm. that role, at least for these, you know, 4,000 plus uh, uh, seniors or folks that can't get around and get food. So, I mean, it's really amazing what you all do. And, and that's, it's like eliminating the last mile or the mm-hmm. transportation need for somebody who can't get out or is homebound. So mm-hmm. it's really an, an amazing service that, that has been going on for 80 years now. I love so. that you mentioned that because our primary goal is to ensure that we can allow clients to stay safe and mm-hmm. secure in their homes yeah. because they don't have access to food. It's sure. not, it may not be that, you know, I don't have $5 to go and spend on vegetables or something like that. It's yeah. even if I did have that discretionary income, I don't have the mobility I to be able, out. and I can't cook, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in terms of really talking about food deserts and access to food, in addition to delivering meals, we have a healthy snack bag program that I didn't mention just a minute ago, which continues to grow. This is a program cool. where we deliver an extra meal on Saturday, and this is a volunteer opportunity for those groups that are unable to deliver Monday through Friday. It's definitely grown over the years, and it is my hope that is my legacy I will have been able to work with staff and work with volunteers to ensure that these snacks bags are purchased, which they are, by volunteers and delivered by volunteers. But hopefully we'll be able to continue to grow that, to grow this program so that seniors will know not only are you going to receive this hot meal Monday through Friday and a friendly visit, but you'll know that on Saturday you're going to have a smiling face face coming to cheer you on and sit with you and see you again on Saturday and deliver an extra meal. Well, we are with a smiling face here. We are with Kim Peters here at the VNA Meals on Wheels. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk a little bit about the corporate day of caring that we had with Allen Media, as well as some experiences that Ryan and I have had just kind of personally working with Meals on Wheels. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this Deconstructing Dallas. baby's first steps to walking your daughter down the aisle. So many of life's precious moments are spent on our feet, and every step you take contributes to a healthier heart. By walking briskly for just 30 minutes a day, you can lower your risk for heart disease and stroke. So join us and take the first step to a healthier, longer life. The American Heart Association. Life. Life is why.
Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, and Sean, we are joined by the great Kim Peters today. <laughs> Kim, thanks for thanks for letting us come by the Visiting Nurses Association, talking Meals on Wheels. Sean and I recently had the opportunity with our colleagues at Allen Media to come by and do the, the day of service and come and mm-hmm. uh, deliver meals on a couple routes. It was great. Tell us about the holiday deliveries and your groups that come in. This is a fun time of the year for not only Meals on Wheels, for honestly just about any nonprofit. This is our show time. This is a big time where the national focus is on giving. Mm -hmm. So we really take advantage of the opportunity to spread the knowledge and to spread the joy and how awesome it can be with volunteerism. And for us, it's just so easy in that this is something that really clicks and it's really kind of something that I feel like is um that can spread so easy because you're actually you have the ability to serve in the community that you live in or the community yeah. that you've grown up in and this is kind of the platform that we've created with recruiting volunteers for our Thanksgiving delivery, our Christmas delivery which is right on the heels of having and also for our MLK delivery. We're two weeks out for our um, Christmas delivery, and this is another community-wide call and an opportunity for families to come together Christmas morning to deliver and to deliver meals in their own neighborhood. I think it it could be a factor for people who are looking for things to do in the area of service. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, there are are many. We have great clients who you can go out to and help with services. You can build homes. You can do so many different things. But and some some people might say, well, you know, I'm just getting in the car. I'm driving around. But I think for me, when you touch people and you knock on the door Mm -hmm. and you talk to them and you see the faces of the people who are delivering meals, some people think you you need to go into their house and set the the meal right on the table, whatever it is, and people are so appreciative. And I think for for people looking for a a way to get involved and to serve Mm -hmm. their community, I love, I mean, we've been coming back more and Mm -hmm. more and our family will most likely be back during during Christmas. I mean, it's something that people, anybody really can do. Something that anybody can do, and I love to hear you say it's something that you continue to want to do. There is something about meeting a stranger and knowing that you may have emotionally sustained them for 24 hours to the next person comes mm-hmm. to visit. Just knowing that your smile and that brief 30 seconds that you are there to say hello and to deliver their meal is so impactful on their presence that you know that you've done something. You feel it. You feel it in your heart. You feel it in your soul. And please don't misunderstand. You'll definitely have those moments where you have hit reality, where you'll think future forward. And you may think of it as you know, paying it forward. But if nothing else, you'll truly understand the human part of giving and knowing that someone on the other end is just so very thankful and so very grateful just to meet you and to see you. Yeah, we had uh, a gentleman who during this time of year, he makes greeting cards that he has right outside of his Mm -hmm. apartment uh, where when you come by, it's saying, thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. We love you. And Mm -hmm. again, it just shows how much this means to people who are in this position, which again, uh, but for the grace of God, there go out. That could be any of us at any point in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, Sean, when I first met you, I'll never forget thinking, man, he is so serious. I hope this day kind (laughs) of (laughs) goes off in the way that makes him happy, you know? (laughs) Man, the pressure was on to make this a a true, true success. I wondered, you know, um, for you, if you felt the same way that I did when when I first delivered. And I'll never forget the day. I just remember feeling everything has to go according to schedule, which is typically how I 
my personality. And I was with the police department. You were definitely had to go. So, you know, I remember when I delivered my first time going out, and this is a true story, not made up at all. And I may have shared it with you before. I was told that we were on call. So I was like, oh, okay, we're on call. So it's my turn to deliver. This is awesome. Pouring down raining. All the things that are new to a job that you're trying to impress, you're trying to make sure that you're doing things correctly. And I had to stop to go deliver. So there's a certain part of me that was feeling a little bit anxious running out in the rain, not prepared in terms of the way that I was dressed. Anybody that knows me, I'm usually running around in heels. And so I ran out, took my meals, got to my first stop, jumped out the car, tripped, opened my trunk, took out the meals, walk up to the door and no one answers. So I'm going back to the car like, oh, and then that angel that's on your the good side of you says <laughs> you should probably call to see if they'll pick up so I call they weren't answering and then as soon as I'm walking off one foot just in the green light a lady opens the door and she's in a walker so I go to the door and I help her take her her meals in and when I go in true story there are dolls that are up to the ceiling and there's only a little walkway to make it with her that's a lot as large as her little walker to get through panic stricken I was like just don't look at the dolls they're not really (laughs) looking at you you know so I go back to the back where to sit her food down and she just makes sweet conversation and I started to look at the things that she was hoarding and it was just Mm -hmm. beautiful china it was beautiful pictures of her sons who were in the war and these things start to just kind of like take over your thought process and remember I'm walking in wet feeling anxious so much had gone wrong with trying to get out of the car and get in I felt like I was taken out of myself and everything that mattered really didn't matter at all anymore. And the first time that I told this story, I seriously, I broke out in tears and I get goosebumps now, but I think it was just because I know how I can be. Right. The big picture items are huge. You know, impressions are huge for me. Workflow is huge mm-hmm. for me. So to make sure that this went off without a hitch and to get back and to be able to jump right back in was important to me. I just felt like I was taken out of my body and I walked in and I'm a fake bake. I like to buy expensive things to bake and then I end up burning them because I talk too much. <laughs> but I love a sifter. I love the sifter. I love the manual yeah. part of the sifter. I love the flour and it goes through and I really feel like I'm doing something. Swear to you. I looked up and she had old school sifters on her rafters, like the big tin ones. I, I, It was like a gut wow. laugh. I was like, oh my God, where did you get these? And she says, you like those old things? And at that moment, I was sold. You know, I figured... When I, first, when I first started working for Meals on Wheels, I am going to be there one year. Mm-hmm. It's just not as glamorous as I'm used to. I will be there with Meals on Wheels for one year. Seven years later, this was my gift of surprise and delight, knowing that you can have such a wonderful time. You can be taken out of your spirit. You won't even know who you are at the end of the day, but you will know that you will have done something that is just so amazing. And you feel even more empowered. You say the great Kimmy. I was like, it's really not me. <sighs> thank you, but I think I am fueled every day and it makes me so happy to know that I can look at you and there's a smile on your face. And Sean, the man that I'll never forget that was just so straight and narrow (laughs) that you've come back to me today and that I can look at you and know that I've created a friendship and a kinship that I hope will last so much more beyond Meals on Wheels in this interview. Makes me proud. 
It makes me proud. This 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 has been a great. This has been great for us. It's great for me personally. It's been great for my family. So it it has been awesome. That's what we talked a lot about. Yeah, mine too. Like I said, Lauren and I, we took Tabitha, our our two year old, and went out on Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving this year. And one of the amazing things is that this isn't. Some people may think, oh yeah, this is. Yeah, I know you said there's a lot in the southern (laughs) sector. Everywhere. Yeah, but this is this is a pro, this is an issue that faces people mm-hmm. in all parts of this this city nation yes. um, everywhere. I mean, we were in Northwest Dallas and we were by Bachman Lake, mm-hmm. and we would be in a really you know tough apartment complex delivering one, and then the next one on the list was in a pretty nice yes. part of town in Preston Hollow, and it's mm-hmm. just, you know little old man who's the sweetest right. old little 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 guy, and mm-hmm. you know we delivered his meal and he was just so happy to see us and mm-hmm. get our little Thanksgiving card. I mean. This mm-hmm. is an issue. If you want to see your city, come do it mm-hmm. because you're going to get to know your city and what's really going on. And so I would encourage everybody to, to come try it once. Mm-hmm. So we um, know how to get a hold of you, obviously, because mm-hmm. we are, know well, how we're to, here. Your, yeah, we, we were able to drive here and get to this office. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we know how to get here. But there are people who are going to listen to this interview, especially at how passionate you are about mm-hmm. this issue mm-hmm. and how passionate you are about Meals on Wheels. And they're going to want to get involved. So how can people contact you? How can they get involved? How can they learn more? So I would love for anyone interested in learning more about the program, coming to deliver on the holidays, coming to um, participate in a special project and program, to simply go to our webpage, vnatexas.org. Remember, Kim Peters, you'll be able to email me directly. You'll also have a direct line, um, which is 214-689-2210. Call me. I love it. Everybody get on the phone right now. Right now. Get on the internet. This moment. <laughs> Call yes. Kim. Come volunteer. It's the holidays. Get in the spirit. Come out. Deliver some meals. You'll be hooked like Sean and I are and the rest of our team at Allen Media. So, uh, Thank you so much Kim, for this thank time. You. This, this was outstanding. Great. We really enjoy it and look forward to delivering some more meals. Tell us where to go. Thank we'll you. We'll do it. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of your, Absolutely. your podcast today. It's been amazing. This is Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, man, that was outstanding. Yeah, I just get excited about listening to Kim and her passion for Meals on Wheels and her passion for the clients. I mean, after that discussion, I was ready to just go jump in the car and get some meals and go do a delivery right then because she was so excited. And she is such a great ambassador for that organization. And I'm glad to know her, glad to call her a friend and glad that we've got a relationship now that we can use uh, to help more people understand about what they do. I was surprised she didn't send us out on a route. (laughs) Probably because it's a little later in the day. Heck Yeah. yeah, man, it's great. That's it's one of my favorite things to do, and so um, if you have a chance uh, this holiday season, or really any time New Year's coming up, maybe this can be one of your New Year's resolutions to give back more. 
please call Kim. Please go see her. Uh, there's a lot of good, you know, organizations across Dallas. This is definitely one that's close to my heart. I know it's close to Sean's heart. Call Kim. Uh, get involved. Go do a route. It's quick. It takes about an hour and a half usually. Maybe hour two and a half of max. your time, which I don't even know if we really mentioned that. Is, <clears throat> is this about an hour and a half, max two hours of your time? It's really yeah. they have your route mapped out. They tell you where to go. They tell you what to do if someone doesn't knock on the door. They do a great job with their orientation. And it, it can become a family tradition. Uh, it can be something that if you're thinking through the holiday season, what are we going to do? we got all this time. It's great to get the kids out. It, you can go in 10 o'clock get an orientation go to lunch after we got done we went to south dallas cafe yeah had a little team team meal after we got done and it, it just again it is really impactful and i think it's hard to underscore uh you know just how impactful it is to go out and deliver meals to folks that's right shout out to bobby at the south dallas cafe for keeping our Man, table clean keeping our table clean keeping our glasses full and keeping us laughing yeah you know? we, we had a great time with bobby and i hadn't been to south dallas cafe in a minute shout out to aaron and uh, mary for making the for, recommendation for calling that was good yeah very good very strong effort so uh, thank you again, Kim, and uh, look forward to everybody uh, giving you a call, and we'll be calling you again soon. What about, again, getting a little sportsy as we get ready to go um, to the end of the episode, but can't help but think about the Heisman Trophy winner straight out of Allen, Texas. Straight out of Allen. Allen Eagles. That's Kyler right. Murray, congratulations to Kyler, former Aggie great. Uh, how about the <laughs> How's Aggies? How's that one feel, How Sean? about the Aggies and the Red Raiders losing both? Both of the last two Heisman Trophy winners to Oklahoma. And what a coup for Oklahoma getting back-to-back Heisman Trophy winning Transfers. Transfer yeah, quarterbacks. I mean, that's uh, number one, that's great transfer recruiting. And number Amazing. two, uh, the head coaches that lost those quarterbacks are both no longer at the school they were coaching. Okay, well, let, let's back up on Mayfield for just a second. I don't know that they necessarily recruited him. It was like, hey, hey, coach. Uh, the player, the Big 12 freshman of the year is on campus. Go find him. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember watching Baker Mayfield play as a freshman thinking, he's got something. Did I think he'd yeah. be the 18 for 22 quarterback that he was yesterday in the NFL looking like a world beater? Probably not, but yeah. I did think he'd be a great college quarterback, so to think about yeah. them losing him to Oklahoma is... But again, the Aggies kind of did something similar. Yeah. So, but those players couldn't have been what they were in the in the places that, that they were playing, but Man, Kyler Murray knows how to play football. That guy can play, man. He can flat out play. So, congrats uh, to him. You know who else knows how to play football? Amari Cooper. <laughs> and the Dallas Football Cowboys. Dallas Football sir. Cowboys also know how to play football. The defense, we we went over that last week. They are amazing. But, um, man, Amari Cooper has changed the game. That guy is unbelievable. Three touchdowns all in the last, basically in the last quarter. I mean, last, what, 15, 16 minutes of play, I guess I should say. Dak, did Dak go for 450? What was, I mean, he, he was over 400 yards chump, passing. Chump change. <laughs> chump change. Come on. For your playoff bound, Darn Dallas right. Cowboys. Darn right, Sean. So, wow. Well, My, how things have changed. That's a big change. Luca. we talked a little bit about Luca. Luca. Step back three, 11 points in a row. A, a, a personal 11-0 run yes. against the Rockets, I against believe Against the it was. Mighty Rockets. Yeah, yeah so... 
um, some exciting sportsy good times here in in Big D, and so I, I guess when things are going good, you can't help but talk a little sports. We'll try to dial it back a little bit on the next show, but it's hard not to. No, this. I won't. <laughs> well, for Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, this is Deconstructing Dallas. We want to thank Mary Woodleaf. We want to thank Jennifer Pascal. We want to thank Kim Peters for allowing us to come over to BNA and talk with her about Meals on Wheels. She's great. Make sure you contact her. Please, please make sure that you, if you're an iTunes listener, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, go and like our podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. Say some great things about us. Hey, I am asking you to do it. Find us on Twitter. I am at Sean P. Williams, S-H-A-W-N. He is at Tremble 15 Please tweet us. We're going to make sure that we keep you posted on our next guest. Until we meet again, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Adios. Adios.